biotech pops and drops, exciting new drug data, and CVS officially kicks the habit because this is where the money is. Hi, fools. Welcome to the Wednesday healthcare edition of Where the Money Is. I'm David Williamson, and I'm joined by my fellow healthcare analyst, Michael Douglas. Michael, do you have a good Labor Day weekend? Absolutely. I did too. It was nice. You get out of the city for a little while, relax. Slow down uh, a little bit, yeah. And, you know, it, we slowed down for a little bit over the weekend, but but really this week has just been jam-packed uh, with, with all sorts of uh, news and, and trial results. It, it, some of it actually came out over the weekend as well, yep. um, which we'll get to. That was the, the drug data. But let's start with some of the big pops and drops. We're a sector known for it. And our big pop comes from Infinity Pharmaceuticals because AbbVie, the big pharma, has decided to uh, tie the knot, according to Fierce Biotech here, in an $805 million deal for a blood cancer drug, IPI-145. Now, this is, what, $275 million up front mm-hmm. with $530 million in milestone payments. Yeah, of which $405 million is sort of, uh, can be earned up through the first commercial sale. So not even much of it is sales milestones. Most of it is sort of those clinical milestones. I mean, this is a great deal for Infinity. I mean, just any way you slice it. It really is. You take a look at uh, how they're doing sales, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you get royalties here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're splitting U.S. sales Down the middle. and profits, which I love. Yeah. And then outside the U.S., they're getting royalties where they don't really have um, you know, a sales force to, right. to, to market well. That's why you want to partner with a big farmer. We have uh, Infinity's uh, pipeline page up there right now. And as you can tell, it is it is pretty much a one-trick pony. All those top lines are IPI 145. But what's interesting is it's in a number of indications. Yeah, uh, not not just in blood cancers, which the uh, the agreement specifically talks about, but also rheumatoid arthritis and asthma, which could be potential nice kickers. Uh, you know, in terms of whether it succeeds in those, I mean, we're looking still in kind of mid-stage trials, so we'll see. But there's some additional potential upside there. Um, you know, all, all in all, I mean, I like... Uh, Infinity, I'm really interested in this. Of course, the natural question as well is: Is it time to buy Infinity? Is it too much? You know, this is a, a big pop, 49% last time I checked. Yep. Uh, and you know, it's healthcare, so it may have changed in the last half hour. <laughs> but that was the last time I checked. Up about 50%. Yeah, yeah. right around then. Um, and, and, and for me, you know, I, I tend to avoid one-trick ponies, uh, even when the data looks good, even mm-hmm. when they've got a big pharma collaborator. Uh, and so Infinity is not my style of investing, but it's definitely one that people should be keeping an eye on and seeing kind of you know, what the data looks like for this collaboration further going. This is a lot of collaboration money. Yeah. And, and considering the deal Infinity struck, I mean, they, they shouldn't have that much leverage here. No, Usually not nearly. smaller biotechs. It's a, it's a relatively early stage drug in a lot of its mm-hmm. indications, a little further along in, in some of the blood cancer. But, um, you know, AbbVie really... I feel like bent over backwards to get this deal done because it's not, you know, it, it's not a super strong deal for the big pharma. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great asset to have. Totally. Um, but it makes you. It really gives credence to what Infinity is doing. Yes, the stocks pop fifty percent, but in some ways, I'm a little more interested now because I feel like when you're talking about eight hundred five million, I mean, when you talk about huge payouts like this, it reminds yeah. me of Pharmacyclics billion dollars from Johnson and Johnson for Brute Nib. Yeah. Um, this is sort of similar to that, and so you know, I I, I think. Yeah, a lot of the upside probably just got taken out. Just got taken out, but it is absolutely a stock that should be on people's radar because mm-hmm. uh, if if the data are good, then it's going to keep running. Well, yeah, and the peak sales estimates you're looking at are kind of in the one to two billion dollar range. So there's some serious opportunity for this drug, yep. and it's definitely I agree. One folks should be watching. Well, from uh, unfortunately the good side of biotech to the bad side, let's move from our big pop to our big drop, and unfortunately that is Exelixis. 
Uh, they have a prostate cancer drug. Unfortunately, it failed its phase three study. Uh, they ended up cutting a ton of jobs, 160 employees, they, which is about 70% of their workforce yep. overall. They still have 70 people left. Now, now this drug is approved, Cometric, Mm-hmm. but it's not approved in the indication they were going for, which was prostate cancer. Which was kind of their big expansion uh, indication. And, and you know, Exelix took about a 50% plunge when this happened. Yep. That's because you had their flagship drug and its flagship indication get destroyed in phase three. Um, yeah, the data <laughs> it was, it was not pretty. <laughs> um, so, so w- w- again, I think the question people are going to ask is, okay, so this, half the stock's value has been wiped out. What do we think of this of this stock? And you and I have both kind of pounded the table for Exelixis in the past. Well, and I think we weren't wrong because we were yeah. saying, so Exelixis, uh, the first, I guess, red flag in retrospect came mm-hmm. up when the trial with uh, Cometric wasn't stopped early right. like its competitors, Johnson & Johnson, Zatiga, Medifations, Extandi, were. Mm-hmm. But that didn't necessarily mean that Cometric wasn't working, it was a different format of a trial. Right. And so our argument was it was an apples to oranges comparison and, and you had to let the trial play out. Just you know, not stopping it. Stopping a trial early is usually really good news or really bad news. Having it continue is just sort of... It sti- can be good news it, still. Yeah. yeah, it can be good news still. So you know, we, we argued it was an apples and oranges comparison. I tweeted out yesterday, uh, I'm at Motley David for everyone out there, I tweeted out yesterday... Uh, that we, we there's no way to know that the apple is rotten. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think that's a that's a that's a fair point to make. Um, that said, the question then, of course, is okay. Well, what do we think of the stock and investment now? Um, and, and for me, I I do think that the 50 percent drop might have been a little overdone um, because when you look at the fact that they've got uh, cobmetinib, which is partnered with Roche, yeah. um, and you know the peak annual sales estimates for that drug are kind of around up to 700 million dollars. Um, uh, of course, only a, a portion of that would come back to Exelixis, but there's still some opportunity there. Yep. Um, when you look at the fact they've got a lot of partnerships in their pipeline, most notably Sanofi, uh, with kind of their mid uh, and early stage assets, um, and the fact that they've slimmed down their structure, which should reduce cash burn and give them some you know, further opportunities, basically, to deploy that cash in smart ways, I think there's opportunity, especially considering the fact that Cometric isn't dead yet. There are, in fact, you know, it's already uh, approved for the one cancer indication, yep. and it's in trials for a couple of others. So... Are these as big as prostate cancer? No, nowhere close. Um, and I, I but this drop. wasn't its only shot on goal. And yeah. I, and, I, and I agree. I actually think the sell-off is a little done, yeah. overdone. And it's sort of funny because uh, Roche was rumored to be, you know, really interested in perhaps buying Exelixis. Yeah, well, knock uh, knock opportunity. Has- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they loved them at eight hundred million, they must really love them at four hundred. Sure. Um, but but uh, no, I I think there's still. Life in Exelixis, uh, you know, Cometric, it's approved, and and I think some of those partnerships were showing some interesting early results as well. But uh, it is going to be, you know, some tough sledding, I think, for Exelixis in the in the interim. Yep. All right. Well, let's move from tough drug results to great drug results. Uh, Novartis. Uh, this headline comes courtesy of Bloomberg. Rises the most in three years on a heart drug trial. The stock was up 4.3%. Might not seem like a lot when we're just talking about 50% moves, but that's a big move for Novartis. Yeah. Uh, It's up over $90 a share. And this is for, you know, uh, a heart failure drug that, that, you know, LCZ, everyone was really looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the results were, quite frankly, excellent. Yeah. I mean, uh, LCZ 696 when compared to, and I'm going to butcher this because I always do, Enalapril. Um, there was a decline in death rate, lower hospitalization for heart failure, about a 20% improvement in comparison. I mean, that's that's 
that's good data. Yep. Uh, and this is a nice big. That's really significant. Yeah. Yep. It was a massive trial. Yeah. Eighty five hundred people just about. <laughs> uh, you know, they they ran it over a long period of time. What I really like about this drug, it's patent protected to twenty twenty six, and Novartis doesn't even expect competition for another six to seven years because no one else is really working on one. Yeah. Um, so that's a great little niche. When, when you take a look at it, um, you know they're expected to capture what two thirds of this market with mm-hmm. this drug because it's just so significantly better than the current standard of care. Credit Suisse, Wall Street loves it. Credit Suisse up there, peak sales from three to four billion. Morgan Stanley from three billion in peak sales to five billion yeah. in peak sales. They actually had a bull case that was over seven billion. Uh, I don't think it's going to get that high, but right. this is a really a huge feather in the cap for Novartis. Um, and it's it was sort of the the one thing in the summer that I think was was helping keep shares, you know, pro- I don't want to say propped up because it's such a robust company, but right. I do wonder, taking a look at it now, I mean, it's it's in the low 90s. I do wonder if, you know, we're, we're not market timers here at The Fool, and I, and I like Novartis long term. They have an interesting blood cancer immunotherapy program called uh, CAR-T, mm-hmm. but uh, I do wonder if, if, if shares have uh, run up a little bit in the excitement Got of a, a breakthrough. Of a little yeah. bit, a little bit, just because of the breakthrough therapy, so... Um, you know, if, if you were thinking about uh, moving some money out of Novartis, eh, it might be worth looking at. Yeah, and didn't, didn't you a couple weeks ago, something like that? I did, I did. My market, that's why we're not market timers here at The Fool, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just wasn't sure about the trial, and, and shares were up, uh, up pretty high, so I thought it was a, a decent opportunity. But, you know, it worked out for Novartis, and uh, I'm really, it's exciting for the, for the patient population as well. For sure. All right, well, let's move from pharma and biotech to uh, something... That's a little more tangible for a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, and that's CVS. And uh, in a little bit of a surprise news, they're ending their tobacco sales almost a month early. They announced uh, in the winter, I believe it was February, that yeah. they would stop selling tobacco uh, starting in October. Turns out, effective immediately, today is the day. No more tobacco sales at CVS. They're going to replace it with nicotine gum and other cessation, age, cessation aids. Plus... There's going to be a name change, Michael. Yeah, they're, they're moving from CVS Caremark to CVS Health. I think that makes sense because no one besides us knew what Caremark was. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Although, if you're interested in that business, Todd Campbell on Fool.com has a great article called The $76 Billion CVS Business You've Probably Never Heard Of, which tells you all about Caremark. Um, I, I was a big fan of the article because I'm... Oh, Todd does great work. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so this is a really interesting, uh, an interesting move for CBS, and we've been covering this pretty much from day one. Um, on the one hand, there's sort of the halo effect, right, with, with cigarettes, that mm-hmm. you know, since they're, they're no longer clouding their messaging by saying, oh, you should get healthier, well, except for we're going to sell you cigarettes. Um, the, the hope was that this would sort of help their PBM side, the Caremark side, again, that Todd Campbell article, uh, to, I'm just going to keep plugging it, uh, would enable it to, to better make sales, basically, mm-hmm. to, to join with health plans uh, and manage their um, pharmaceuticals and their drugs for them uh, because of kind of that halo effect. On the other hand, you do have the pure hard numbers, which are you know $2 billion in yep. cigarette sales, and then the fact that, as they mentioned in their last uh, quarterly earnings report, uh, earnings call, um, they expect a total 400 percentage point um, comparative decline in comps as a result of cutting out the tobacco. So that doesn't mean their comps decline 4%, four, four sorry, 4 percentage points. That means that their comps decline 4 percentage points compared to what they would have been otherwise. Yep. Um, and that that's going to be particularly felt in Q4 when they're expecting 
eight to ten percentage points comparative to cost. yeah. I mean, there's going to be a legitimate earnings per share headwind yeah. that we're going to see going forward. Short term, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, short term, definitely. I, you know, I think it could be um, you know close to almost ten cents maybe yeah. uh, this year under that, but but you know high single digits, and, yeah. and I think that's going to carry on certainly into the next year. It's going to be ugly on, on a comps basis for same store sales uh, until they lap it. That's the opportunity cost of it. Yep, there is an opportunity gain, and it's what Todd was pointing out when you you highlighted Caremark. Yeah. They're getting net wins because of this. Uh, net wins are surging over 50% so far. Uh, at this time last year, they were at $1.7 billion in net gains for business. For Caremark, they're at $2.6 billion already. Yeah. They did $3 billion total last year. They're about to crush that number. Yeah. Uh, that This is going to offset, I mean, not immediately, but ultimately it's going to really help springboard what, what, what CVS is doing. They're also doing the specialty offering, which I think is exciting. The whole CVS platform and positioning themselves as a health company yeah. is really helping to sell it to a lot of people. And, and, and overall, you know, I'm just going to say it. I like CVS. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes strong leadership, strong management with a vision to do this because they are going to get hit up front. Um, you know, ultimately, I think they're going to be rewarded. It is a slow and steady stock. It's trading over $80 a share now. I think 90 is doable. Uh, tobacco, again, losing that. It's a legit headwind in the short term. But, you know, it's got a nice balance sheet, strong free cash flow, they buy back a ton of shares. Oh, yeah. About $4 billion worth last year. Um, 900 minute clinics. I mean, that's a, that's a huge avenue for growth. They're partnering with Cardinal Health to become the largest generic um, medicine source in the United States. So there's just there's a lot to like about CVS. Yeah, I think they've got great opportunities. And I'd say among both the PBMs and the retail clinics, they're my favorite in both sectors. Yeah, I think it's definitely a stock that needs to be on a lot of fool's radars. For sure. So thank you for joining us for the healthcare edition of Where the Money Is. For Michael Douglas, I'm David Williamson. Stay tuned tomorrow for the energy edition, and we'll see you back here next week. Fool on.